Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Eric Williamson. Eric Williamson is CallMiner's Chief Marketing Officer and oversees all global marketing functions from brand and events to demand generation. Eric's marketing team works very closely with channel and sales to drive pipeline and CallMiner's explosive growth. Eric has over 20 years of experience in both technology and consumer products marketing from both the vendor and agency side. Before joining CallMiner, Eric was the Vice President Brand and Digital Marketing at Acquia, an open DXP platform built around Drupal, where he led brand, creative services, web ops, editorial, and demand generation. Prior to Acquia, Eric was on the agency side of marketing, working as a Senior Vice President Digital and Social at Mullen Low, and before that as a Vice President Digital Strategy at the Martin Agency. During his career, Eric has worked with a variety of B2C and B2B brands, including Google, Microsoft, Intel, Geico, Walmart, P&G, Pizza Hut, Acura, Royal Caribbean, and Hyatt. Well, good afternoon, Eric. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome, Eric. I appreciate you jumping on, and I love podcasts. It's my favorite part of the day. I do many, many tasks as running this digital publication, but, but this is certainly my favorite part of the day. So thanks again for joining. We're going to jump right into the questions. So Eric, let's talk a little bit about your career. You've got that career in marketing, digital strategy, and now you're the chief marketing officer at CallMiner. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what has inspired you? Certainly. Uh, so I, I definitely have, I don't know if you would call it you know, a serendipitous career path, but it's largely been in marketing the bulk of my career. I did have one job straight out of college that was basically a BDR job, which I think taught me a lot of some fundamentals that have uh, luckily helped me, especially on the client side. But I spent the bulk of my career on the agency side, actually. You know, started off working at a couple smaller, this is way back in the day, but started working on a couple smaller web design type shops when the internet was still quite new. And then ultimately ended up at two different large multi-channel agencies. One was the Martin Agency and worked on Walmart and Microsoft and a, and a bunch of other big brands. And then ultimately, my career led me here to the Boston area where I worked at Mullen Lowe working on you know everything from Royal Caribbean to Google to Acura. So I've had a ton of experience, actually more experience on the B2C side than on the B2B side. Then around, let's see, 2017, interesting opportunity presented itself to join Acquia, which is a tech company here in Boston, based in Boston, but they're global. They are a open uh, digital experience platform. So they compete against Sitecore and Adobe, uh, an Epi server. And essentially... I oversaw all of brand, all of demand gen, a bunch of different functions within marketing and was there for a few years. We had a successful exit with uh, now they are part of the, the Vista private equity portfolio. And then from there, this opportunity presented itself at CallMiner. And so that's brought me here. It's, you know, the, the decision to, to go from Aqua to CallMiner twofold. I, I, I really saw there was this huge, huge opportunity. One, I think the the industry around data, artificial intelligence, experience, customer experience platforms, you know, there's a really big opportunity for that industry. And call miners right at this place where, you know, we've had a lot of tremendous growth, but we're right at that point where we need to now scale that. And, you know, I've been through that journey at Acquia. And so I, I thought it was a really good opportunity, had some good interviews with the, you know, with the CEO, Paul, and some of the other C-level executives. And we, we just really hit it off. So it seemed like uh, a great match. And here I am. That's awesome. I appreciate your share and your breadth of experience across your, your career, which is helpful for those obviously uh, listening into this podcast. So Eric, we're going to jump into the pandemic. You know, everybody globally has had to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal. 
Could you share with us what it was like joining your new company at CalMiner during the pandemic and maybe what you're doing to help your company stay relevant in this economy? Certainly. So first and foremost, I mean, I never would have expected to be joining a new company in the middle of this. I think just like everyone else who, who has taken that plunge during this pandemic, I'll be honest, it, it was pretty scary. You know, I'm, I'm a, a people person and, and kind of a, you know, be in the office with the team. That's, that's a little bit more my, my mantra, but obviously this opportunity from a career standpoint, and then all the things I mentioned before, it, it was something you really, I, I wasn't going to be able to pass up on for the things that I want to do with my career. So I had to make the jump, just get past my fear on that. I think a couple things uh, helped me on that front. This was, I joined the company in July. So at that point, what is that between March and July, I already have a few months under my belt in terms of really getting used to this whole remote work environment scenario, working from home. So I think that was helpful to me. But one other thing, and this has just been sort of a blessing you know, in disguise, during the interview process itself, Paul, who's the CEO, you know, it was important to him that we met in person. So you know, we, we definitely did that. He was obviously very amenable to like, you know, are you okay with this? And of course I was. But what that ended up leading to was we have, a, we have an office in, the, in Waltham in the Boston area. And it's an office that's capable of about 150 people. We have another office in Florida. But I actually go into the office two or three days a week, and the only other person in the office is Paul. So that has been one of the sort of the the best things part of this pandemic in terms of, you know, I think someone who's coming in as a a CMO to to a company that they're not familiar with, getting up to speed really, really fast is critical. So that ended up being one of the best things because he and I could meet a few times, you know, during the day. I, I was able to really get up to speed faster, but more importantly, clearly understand what the priorities are and what the critical priorities are of the company, uh, which helped me after about 30 days, make some really good choices on what our two-year roadmap looks like. So that's been a blessing. And I continue to go in two to three days a week. It's just us. Uh, we, 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 I hope will open up again sometime this summer, what we're targeting right now, but we're, we're going to do just like every other company I think out there. I mean, there's tons of great examples on the B2C and the B2B side, especially in tech. They're, I think, at the forefront of Google and Spotify and some of these other guys have done a great job of just saying like, you could work remote forever if you want to. So we haven't gone that far yet, but we are going to change how we think about work. Um, And I would advise any company, this has been a a great lesson in how people can be productive, even though they're working from home or remotely, it also widens your candidate pool. Uh, So we have changed a lot of our, our recruiting practices, whereas it used to be a little bit more focused in on what region you were able to relocate to or, or that you live in. So this has been a great, great, I think, help for us in expanding our talent pool. Great. Eric, I appreciate that. And the fact that uh, you were cognizant of the work from home environment, the pandemic, but made that effort to get in and kind of do face-to-face at, you know, as a, as a new tenured employee. So appreciate that share. And Eric, we're going to switch to some technology a little bit, uh, which this platform is focused on. But if you could just tell us how can marketers better leverage technology like speech analytics data to refine and improve their overall marketing strategy? Uh, certainly. So CallMiner is a platform and speech analytics is, is definitely part of it, but omni-channel. So think of any sort of customer service interaction that, that a consumer may have with a company via text, via chat. Uh, speech actually continues to be one of the biggest ones. So that's why it's at the heart of our platform. But Essentially, our technology is able to work at the customer service center level, and it's an operating platform for the agents and the analysts that are holding all those interactions. But then if you level that up at the company level, essentially, 
just think about it practically. And this is where it connects to what the value is for marketers. I think everybody from a common sense standpoint understands that the most valuable source of insight and, and feedback you could get is from your customers. What's what's really hard though is is to do that at scale. So you can you can glean a lot from a one-to-one conversation, but how do you do that across a million interactions? So I think thinking about it that way is, is a good synopsis of what our platform does. And the real value proposition for our, our company is those insights, if you can find the, the, the top insights and the top sort of trends from all those interactions, that could be extremely valuable to product R&D, to marketing. A lot of times customer experience rolls up underneath marketing. So that's really where the, the marketing department could change their strategy slightly, thinking about customer experience and think about it this way. If they're able to understand some of the key trends that are happening, they're able to, to make some better predictions on how to invest their resources and their media dollars. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate how you're leveraging the technology in that area to make better strategic decisions for not only your company, but for your customers. Thanks again. And Eric, let's jump into the last question. If we could talk just a tad about your career experience, which spans both B2B and B2C marketing, that would be helpful maybe for those looking to grow their career in either leadership or marketing. Certainly. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I talked about a little earlier, I've spent the bulk of my career, because it was on the agency side, most of the brands I worked on in those agencies were, were B2C brands. You know, and I, I also came up, obviously, from early on in my career all the way up to CMO with marketing as, as my practice. So I think you know, in, in being in the B2B tech world for a little while now, some of the things that I've observed is, first and foremost, I think B2B marketing can get really formulaic really fast. You, know, you, can, you can start to rely on some of the basic channels of search and email only, things that are much more directly tied. And I think part of that is one observation is, especially with a lot of B2B tech companies that are earlier on or maybe even mid-stage, a lot of marketing leaders may not have originated from marketing as the beginning of their career. They, they started in sales or they started in product a lot of times. And they're, they're great marketers, but because they didn't come up from the early parts of their career in marketing, a lot of times they missed some of the fundamentals. Those fundamentals you know, could be how to properly write a creative brief, what the creative process and, and the steps that you go through for a proper creative process and giving, you know, giving creative feedback is, is really hard and it's, it's a skill you have to learn. So I think that's one area that B2B marketers could definitely learn from B2C marketers out there. So just the marketing fundamentals. Another one is, you know, I'll, I'll steal this. I think it originated from GE, the, the CMO from GE a few years ago, but a lot of times in B2B, we tend to get really focused in on the account level or the company level, or maybe the vertical. And we lose sight of the fact that we're actually still trying to engage with humans. And so I think she phrased it as, you know, B to H. And so I think, you know, B to C obviously is always thinking about it from profiles and the persona of their target audience uh, segments, but B to B sometimes gets focused in on the company profiles. So I think just remembering that at the end of the day, yes, you can segment by vertical or by company grouping. You're still trying to engage with those individuals, those humans, and they still think about things and engage with content in the same way that a B2C you know, uh, engagement would happen. So I think that's another one that B2B marketers could learn quite a bit just by looking at some of the things that great B2C companies are doing. I mentioned Spotify earlier, but I love what Spotify does with their own data in interesting ways. So, so just some good examples. But I think one thing I, I would leave you with, and you know, it's another observation, self-awareness on my part is Having spent most of my career on the B2C side, spending some time on the B2B side, I think on the flip side, there's a lot of things that B2C marketers can learn from B2B. B2B marketers are typically much 
much more aware and directly tied to the bottom line, to pipe, to driving pipeline and driving, you know, ACV or, or sales. Whereas on the B2C side, especially on the brand side, you know, uh, whether you're at an agency or you're working within the company on the brand marketing side, it's easy to get really removed and forget that you are spending these ad dollars and you're spending all this time and all this creative work still to drive sales ultimately. So I think, you know, something that, that B2C can learn from B2B is to always remember that every dollar you're spending and every hour you're, you're spending with resources has to somehow drive sales. So good, good learning as I shifted into the B2B side that uh, it was a good reminder for me. Eric, thank you for sharing that. And I think it's important to share that sometimes having that wide breadth of experience in the different verticals can actually help you do better when you do switch that part of your career. So I appreciate the share and I know our audience will as well. And Eric, I just want to let you know, it's a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye for now. <laughs>